Welcome to the High Volume Hiring Podcast. I'm Stephen Rothberg, the founder of job search site College Recruiter. We believe that every student and recent grad deserves a great career. This podcast features news, tips, case studies, and interviews with the world's leading experts about the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to high volume hiring. Thanks for joining us. Today's guest is Jessica Fiesta George, talent acquisition leader, recruiting strategist, and host of the Jess Get Hired podcast, the number 10 recruiting podcast in 2021 and 2022. Jess, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well, and hopefully to, hopefully to all of our listeners as well. And um, for the listeners who might not know that much about you or what you do, um, how about if you take a minute to, to fill them in on who the heck Jess is and maybe a little bit about your podcast too. Okay. Oh, shameless plugs. Okay. I love it. So, um, <laughs> Stephen, it's great to connect with you again. Um, I had you on my podcast, Just Get Hired, uh, which was episode 31. We talked about career fairs. Um, but as you set me up, I do host my own podcast, um, Just Get Hired. So play on my name, but it's a podcast for job seekers and business professionals that are looking to step up their game and level up their opportunities. Um, but the job that pays me and why I love <laughs> to do what I do. Um, I have about 15 plus plus years of uh, talent acquisition and recruiting experience. And I'm currently the head of talent acquisition for Atlantic Street Capital Advisors, which is a uh, consulting company for the PE firm Atlantic Street Capital. And I am fractional head of TA for about three or four different companies. So I manage all aspects of recruiting, onboarding, talent attraction, um, talent retention, and just all things that have to do with hiring people. <laughs> awesome. That's great. And I, I, I love your podcast because you do such a great job in sharing your experiences, um, dispelling myths, confirming facts from the other side of the table, right? It's one thing to talk to your friends who have been through a hiring process, and it's even better to talk to, say, like a career counselor, career coach, somebody like that. But if you're struggling with what kind of a job to look for, how to look for it, I, I can't imagine there being any better person to talk to for than the kind of person that you're going to be talking to. You know, somebody in talent acquisition who can say things like, you know what, don't. You know, a resume for somebody like you should be this long, and these are the kinds of words that you should be using, and that's really great content, but if you phrased it this way, it's going to have a much better impact. And, and those are the sorts of lessons that, that you know, you're sharing every minute. If we can turn our attention to Atlantic Street Capital Advisors, um, question for you, tell me about the largest hiring project that you've managed. Well, um, actually, it was not at Atlantic Street Capital Advisors. Um, we have several organizations that do large volume hiring, and we'll probably get into some of that hopefully later. Um, they have their own internal teams, uh, but the largest hiring project that I've uh, ever managed was my previous role before I came to uh, work on this side of the Atlantic Street Capital Advisory team um, was with a company that shall not be named. You can find it on LinkedIn and figure out where I worked, but it was the largest <laughs> startup in Miami. Uh, they took parking lots and they turned them into like thriving 
um, hubs of the community by placing ghost kitchens and retail um, delivery units so they can get foods and goods and services to people within that uh, neighborhood within minutes. So the project was called Project 1200. So that's 1,200 delivery drivers and kitchen staff that we had to hire within 30 days across 25-ish markets. Um, and we had to do this, it was early 2021 when the world was starting to open back up after the pandemic um, and we were getting stimulus money if you were unemployed and then we were getting extra money from the government. So there really wasn't a lot of like um, people who were too eager to jump on and, and get a job, especially working, you know, like a minimum wage type of position. Uh, so it was pretty, it was a pretty large task to get 1200 people within 30 days. Um, did we make it? Eh, we got close, but you know, 1200, I think is kind of setting everyone up for failure, to be honest with you, to have those expectations, but that was the goal and we were working towards that. And um, luckily I had a whole team of people and pretty much an unlimited budget to do it. So I think, you know, having that uh, really, um, you know, that was one of the biggest definitely that I've had to manage recently. So those are um, relatively low paid jobs, right? Highly transferable skills. Some people might call that like a low-skilled kind of a job. It's that the jobs don't require um, a higher education degree, et cetera. Um, right. So what kinds of what kinds of tools, what kinds of strategies did you use um, to 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 come close to that goal? Not quite <laughs> hit that goal, but come close to that goal. Well when I was asked to kind of project lead this, you know, I Definitely being able to have resources and a team behind you, especially having the budget, you know, many times we are faced with not having enough budget to put behind advertising or um, behind events. So, you know, a lot of it, we partnered across different departments, you know, marketing was like one of my best friends because I really needed our marketing team to take a look at how we're advertising, casting a wider net, and um, how do we reach more people with our ads? Um, how do we broaden our paid advertising? Uh, we did everything from putting billboards near bus stops to radio ads, to print ads and billboards, um, you know, using SEO and search engine optimization. And how do we get to be on the top of the Google uh, list whenever people are typing in jobs near me or if they're looking for line cook or driver, you know, how do we beat the Ubers of the world or the DoorDashes? And then how do we, you know, um, kind of be top when it comes to being on the search and then, uh, you know, broadening our message. So executing different messaging, um, whether that was text or billboard or print or audio, online, social media, um, and then really looking at the team that we had. So I was fortunate enough to have 25 different launchers. That was 25 different people in these markets who were kind of like my project leads um, in those areas. I was able to utilize our call center operation. So we took um, kind of a data dump of all of the candidates that applied within our ATS and through capturing um, different data for them to just call and invite these people to come on site and meet with our hiring uh, leaders. And then of course we had a 
team of HR business partners because it was also if we brought people on, we had to onboard them as well. So having that challenge of training them and getting them in the system. And then, you know, I had such a great team of about eight to 10 recruiters who were focused and heads down and um, trying to, you know, make phone calls and inviting people and doing phone screens. So we did a lot of different things from bonuses and um, revamping how we, you know, interview people and how we set ourselves up to be the best place to work or, um, you know, a place that people were kind of curious about because it was a kind of a startup and we didn't have a name that people would recognize. So um, I think it was all, it all worked harmoniously together with different departments, but, you know, we were able to get um, pretty close to our goal. Um, and, you know, it's pretty exciting to see. Super innovative. That's awesome. A couple big takeaways and, and, and then we can um, get, get onto the next, the, the next one that I really want to ask you about. W- one big takeaway was, was your um, partnering with marketing. Um, you know, those of us in, in the TA world, whether we work on literally NTA or in a solution provider like like the company uh, I'm at, College Recruiter, a lot of people will talk about working with marketing, and it's traditionally been a real struggle. But I I can't think of any organization out there right now that's doing a lot of high volume hiring successfully that doesn't have a good relationship, a strong relationship with marketing. Oh, yeah, you have to have that. Absolutely. I mean, they're going to be the ones who are the experts when it comes to, you know, placing ads and search engine optimization and how to message your brand perfectly to where it, you know, makes sense uh, to the audience. Yeah, yeah. And and creating that, that the branding and the collateral that's complementary that you can piggyback on their efforts they can piggyback on yours um, is it's a rising tide lifts all ships um, kind of strategy exactly. and the other thing my words not yours but the tactics you use the strategies you use it was kind of a it reminds me of, of the energy um, uh, argument it's it's an all of the above strategy mm-hmm. right it's Absolutely. not just advertising on Indeed. As good as that is, it's not just that. It's not just SEO. It's not just um, billboards. It's not just, you know, signage at bus stops, et cetera. It, it's like all hands on deck. <laughs> yeah, it's grassroots marketing. Like, exactly. Like, I mean, I remember we were passing out flyers, you know, we had, I mean, people putting things up at churches and like Panera Bread and, you know, different billboards that you can find or, or anyone who actually, another thing now kind of remembered something, uh, we actually went to COVID stations, like where they were doing testing and just handing out flyers to people who were standing in line. So we had to think outside of the box and get really creative because, uh, of the goals that we had. I mean, it, that was a big task to hire that many people in such a short amount of time. We had to think of every little place where people were actually going to be. Yeah, they, exactly. You, you, you got to go where the candidates are. If, if you're hiring a lot of truck drivers, go to truck stops. If you're hiring a lot of people who live in the neighborhood, then you got to go to the neighborhood, you know, to the churches, to the coffee shops, to the you know, to the COVID testing sites. That's not one that I would have thought. I would have thought, oh, if they're lined up at a COVID testing site, there's a good chance they have COVID. But in well, we a week and a half or two weeks from now... Yeah, but it, a week, you know, even if they did, in a week and a half or two weeks, you know, the vast majority of them would have been fine. And... 
then actually they had some decent immunity probably. So those actually would have been awesome people to, to <laughs> hire. Um, the other question is, you know, when, when, when you and the portfolio companies um, for Atlantic Street are doing uh, a lot of high volume hiring, one of the one of the issues that I've heard from TA leaders is it's really hard to prevent burnout uh, on the recruiting staff and from people getting discouraged by these sort of monumental numbers that, that they have to hit. Um, what are some ideas that you have to, to prevent that, to keep your teams motivated when they have a lot of open recs? I think a lot of people kind of mimic their leader too. So if you're if you're looking a little stressed, then you're going to feel that you're also feeling the burnout as well. So I always make sure that I have a positive attitude when I come on. I mean, I have, all of the teams are remote, um, and then in the event that I do get to meet them in person, you know, I'm always making sure I'm on my A game. Uh, but I. I'm not the type of leader who just like, here's a bunch of recs, you go handle it, let's get it done, let's get them filled. I like to roll up my sleeves too and show them that I still also know how to recruit. I don't just manage. So we recruit together. And um, I come from a staffing agency background where we had that bullpen approach. So whenever we have some you know, hard to fill positions or if we get like a big volume of uh, positions, we all come together and I kind of make it a fun thing. We get online. I create games like how many people can we call? How many emails can we get just within an hour? I mean, we don't spend all day. It's just one hour. We put our heads down. We work together as a team um, and we try to make it fun so that, you know, they know that they're not alone working on this wreck just because you got assigned it. You know, everyone's like, oh, gosh, you know here comes some more, you know, when am I going to get that done when I've got 10 more to do? Um, so, you know, we kind of come together, we make fun of, you know, we do kind of like an online party, so to speak. Um, and we just see what we can do in an hour and everyone gets the work done. But, you know, just making sure you set the expectation uh, for everyone, letting them know where you're coming from, you know, what you're anticipating the goals to be. Uh, and then just Checking in with them individually, I think, is important. You know, I always have a, a weekly team meeting, you know, uh, where we get everyone together. But I also check in on them throughout the day, you know, even though we're not in the office setting, you know, popping in on their DM and just, you know, hey, how's it going? Or what did you have for lunch? And, um, you know, just trying to stay connected because we're in this remote world. Um, you've got to know how to manage people remotely. And I think just letting them feel like they're still in an office where they can come to you at any time, I think is really important. We'll be back right after this break. Imagine how fast we could solve the world's biggest problems if more SaaS startups would gain traction sooner. Welcome to the Tech Entrepreneur on a Mission podcast. This podcast is dedicated to sharing experiences from B2B SaaS CEOs who are going above and beyond to deliver change that is noticed. You will hear their secrets and learn what is required to build a SaaS business that the world starts talking about and keeps talking about, and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so. Welcome back to the High Volume Hiring Podcast. You know, one thing that we did, um, we've, we've, we've all been remote since 1997. So COVID, you know, making the rest of the knowledge-based world remotely, remote working remotely for for a couple of years, um, that was just not 
anything that was difficult for us to adapt to because we had been so good at that for so long. But one of the things that we shared with a lot of our customers, vendors, partners was that checking in with individuals on a daily basis and really understanding too that that individuals have individual needs. And, you know, Jess might really like to have a conversation about what she had for lunch. Um, I might actually prefer to have somebody check on me uh, uh, or talk to me about what the score in the game was, you know, yesterday. Right, exactly. So it's not, yeah. right, it's not, as a manager, I think it's it's important to remember that you've got to talk to each of your people a little bit differently. And um, what motivates an extrovert is going to be really difficult for an introvert, um, for example. So, um, well, I think we have um, time for, for, for one more question. And I, what I'd love, one of the reasons I really wanted to have you on as a guest was that, um, you know, Atlantic Street Capital Advisors has a bunch of different portfolio companies. Um, and I would imagine that the hiring at each of those organizations is similar in some ways and very different in others. Some of them probably are recruiting a lot of, you know, software engineers or salespeople and others might be recruiting a lot of retail workers or call center people. So, you know, from your experience um, in your role, including the, the fractional uh, TA work that you do for some of them, what, Give us some examples of sort of what looks different for, for the organizations that are doing a lot of hiring of, say, software engineers versus more traditional high volume, uh, call center, hospitality, retail. How, how do those differ? So, I mean, it, you have to kind of look at every business differently because all the processes are not the same. Um, but some of the approaches that we have to kind of help the portfolio companies is instead of them going out and using temp agencies when they start panicking because it's like, oh, we've got to hurry up and hire. We need we need some temps or we need to get more people in um, is to leverage our team uh, to help them with the hiring. So a lot of the, the companies that do have the high volume hiring needs, uh, we're now at the place where we've been able to incorporate their own internal staff. Um, so, you know, I think one of the things that's an advantage of being a PE-backed company is that you can leverage our team, which is a huge cost savings than outsourcing your recruitment process or going to a temp agency or, you know, what have you. Um, so for executive level recruiting, when we have different needs at the, you know, VP or C level, um, we have our own executive recruiters that kind of focus on that. I have my own team that also helps in tandem with these other companies uh, when it comes to their high volume um, goals. So we have everything from retail, warehouse, call center, medical device is huge. Um, we have a, a huge need right now for field service engineers um, throughout different companies. And also the great thing too about knowing the different recruitment needs for each company is when I see candidates or if we know of candidates that uh, applied or worked for one organization, there could be some way to transition them to be a candidate for other portfolio companies. So, um, sure. yeah, so it, that's the one advantage that I feel like all of our companies have is that we have visibility to everyone else's requisitions. So whenever I know one company is hiring for, you know, 
a certain um, engineer or uh, IT type of positions, we have a great candidate that doesn't live within that market they're trying to hire for. But I know a company that of ours that is, I can easily introduce that candidate to the right recruiter. So um, it kind of works in that way. Yeah. And on the TA side, you're, you're much more likely to get very candid feedback. She's really great at this, this, and this. Keep her away from that. (laughs) (laughs) It reminds me of years ago when I worked at at Honeywell, which was um, a big conglomerate at the time and fairly decentralized with the different business units. There might be a candidate um, or somebody, a longtime employee in the aerospace division who who wanted to move across the country. No aerospace division there, but there was a commercial buildings unit there. You know, and it's like, heck yes, you know, sad to see you go, but it's wonderful that you're staying in the family, um, so, so exactly. to speak. And um, awesome. Well, just thank, thank you so much for sharing some of your insights. Um, for listeners who want to contact you, um, how would you like them to do that? Well, um, you can always find me on LinkedIn. I'm, I always have that tab in my background. So uh, you can search by my full name, Jessica Fiesta George, but uh, justgethired.com is my website. And then um, I'm trying to boost up my Instagram for 2023. So um, you can find Just Get Hired on Instagram. Awesome. And and as we say in the podcast world, subscribe early and subscribe often. Thank you. (laughs) Happy New Year again. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us today on the High Volume Hiring Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Rothberg of job search site College Recruiter. Each year, we help more than 12 million candidates find great new jobs. Our customers are primarily Fortune 1000 companies, government agencies, and other employers who hire at scale and advertise their jobs with us. You can reach me at stephen at collegerecruiter.com. The High Volume Hiring Podcast is a co-production of Evergreen Podcasts and College Recruiter. Please subscribe for free on your favorite app, review it, five stars are always nice, and recommend it to a couple of people you know who want to learn more about how best to hire at scale. Cheers. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.